Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. At 12 minutes after 5 on this Tuesday morning, yeah, it was a Windows open evening. Not so sure it's a Windows open morning. Why is that? Well, like if you slept with the windows open, like all good when you went to bed, right? Nice little warm breeze blowing through yeah, in this morning. Great. 56. Woo! Nah, it's nice though. Under it's the good. covers. Nice it's good. and cool. Nice comfort sleeping weather. Snuggling on in there. Yeah. We got windows open weather for the rest of the week. Now they've bumped up. Did you hear did you hear that in Marissa's forecast? 80s Wednesday and Thursday. Weren't you just talking about this? <laughs> it's like yesterday saying, boy, it'd be nice not to just shoot into the 80s. And yes. Here we are. So I'm not going to be that guy who is like, ah, it's too hot. <laughs> fine. Bring, bring it. Like, totally fine with it. I'm just saying in mid-April, I don't need 80. Right. I just need not 38. <laughs> we just kind of ease on into yeah. it. I know it all averages out. Mm-hmm. Like, so are you turning your air on this week? If it gets to 80? I'm not like one of those people that's, uh, that has that date on the calendar where it's like, not before May, whatever. Me either. Right. Yeah. So if it's if it's hot in there, sure, I will. No, I man. Remember to take that wrap off first, though. I always yeah. cover the outside yep. unit. I like it. I like a little hot. I need this. Uh, I need a little mug to start my, my year off. Thaw it out a little bit. Agreed. 100%. Yeah. We need this. We haven't had it. Well, hope you like it. You got a, a whole week of it. Friday, we Great. cool off to 70 degrees and then back in the 60s by the weekend. But at high of 81 on Wednesday and 80 on Thursday, we'll take it. Brandon Snide has sports. And if you didn't make it to the end of the Brewers game, we've got the highlights for you next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After winning five of their last six games, the Milwaukee Brewers go scoreless in the desert Monday night and drop their third loss of the season to Arizona by a final score of 3-0. to zero. Zach Gollin got the start for the Diamondbacks, and he was incredible, striking out 11 over seven innings and allowing only three hits to close the door on the offense for the Brew Crew, Wade Miley, on the other hand, did get the start for the Brewers. He was pretty decent, giving up five innings of work, and he allowed only three earned runs, although the Brewers did put up a zero in the box score. As you just heard, the big question of the night at the plate for the Brewers was the strike zone, or I suppose the lack thereof from home plate umpire Scott Barry. Yeah, look, the umpire's calling strikes we deal with that every night he's got they got to make decisions on balls and strikes that are on the edges every night and yeah when balls on the edges don't go your way absolutely it's that's that the challenge for the hitter is to identify the 18 inches of the plate and when they feel like they do and they don't get rewarded for it it's i mean it should be frustrating frustrating night for the brewers indeed but they will look to rebound tonight with their former Cy Young pitcher corbin burns on the mound to get the start first pitch is at 8:40 tonight our coverage begins right here on WTMJ beginning at 8.05. Over to the NFL where the debate continues on what must be agreed upon for a trade for the four-time MVP in Aaron Rodgers. And could there possibly be a deal already in place? So there's not a deal done. I just, I think both sides know that it's probably going to happen. It's just figuring out the right price, figuring out the numbers. And it's, you know, when you talk about draft picks, and I believe unless I'm crazy, but I believe this would only involve draft picks, you could basically agree on a value and then figure out the different picks to go back and forth to get to that value. Um, And so, you know, I think both sides know that at some point they will get there. There's just no reason for either to give in yet because nothing has happened and they don't have to. 
The NFL Network's Ian Rappaport on the latest says the NFL draft, which could loom as a deadline for a trade, that begins on April 27th. The Milwaukee Bucks ended their regular season with the best record in the league, and they will have home court advantage throughout the upcoming playoffs. They begin their postseason run on Sunday, April 16th. Their opponent is yet to be determined. The NBA's playing tournament does begin tonight with Atlanta and Miami tipping off at 6.30, followed by Lakers and Timberwolves beginning at 9 p.m. Do we have a tip time even for Sunday yet? We do we not. Know, so We have no opponent, no tip time, but we know the date. <laughs> we Could be an early one. Right. Could be a midday game, maybe even a noon tip off. That's what I'm nice. going to assume, which if you're a Bucks fan, you're already like, ah, noon game on a Sunday. After a week off, uh not Wait, good. Predicting some malaise. Uh, not good, yeah. <laughs> 519 on Wisconsin's morning news. Easter egg roll at the White House. Weather looked beautiful in Washington. It's thousands. They said it was 30,000 some people. That's a lot of people. Had to be like a timed event, right? First couple thousand. You then couldn't you all just swarm in at the same move time. Move on out. Next few thousand in. Roll an egg. Flooding the South Lawn at the White House for the tradition dating back to 1878. The pomp and circumstance. President and First Lady flanked by Mr. and Mrs. Bunny <laughs> up there on the... They were. They were. It's just something funny to me whenever I see a President of the United States walking with a man in a costume. <laughs> well, here's the President welcoming everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, what I see looking across the South Lawn is a country made up of possibilities. Anything's possible in America. If we remember who we are and we do it together. So have a wonderful, wonderful time here at the People's House. God bless you all, and may God protect our troops. Speaking Happy of, Easter. Sorry, Mr. President. Speaking of our troops, there was an excellent scene where a United States Marine <laughs> in his dress uniform was leading, was it Mrs. Bunny? Like <laughs> Holding the bunny's hand. Her hand. As they're walking out. <laughs> like, like they were a couple. <laughs> it kind of looked like that. Like this guy, this is this guy's job. One of our United States Marines, the few, the proud. Hey, listen, I'm going to need you to, to make sure, right? Please, make sure. please walk with Mrs. Bunny. Listen, you're in charge of the bunny today. Make sure she stays within the ropes. Oh, boy. All right, that. Uh, it was the president kicking things off, the actual rolling portion right. of the Easter egg roll where the kids get there in their little lanes and roll mm-hmm. the eggs Across down there. The grass, Did yeah. you hear the president in there? Just give it a listen. There he is. Whoa, hey, look, rolling eggs, kids. Oh. No. Aside from, from the Marine and Mrs. Bunny, there weren't... <laughs> There weren't. A, there was no one moment that was as hilarious as last year's. Oh, when we saw the the bunny actually trying to get the president's attention. And- <laughs> the president is like shaking hands on like a fence line there, and they sent the Easter Bunny over to tell him like we got to start the show, and he's like kind of not having it. And then the bunny goes over and is waving her arms around like, "Hey, come with me. This, I know where we're supposed to this be. This way, Mr. Yes, president. Mr. President. This year we did have this."
video posted by columnist and, in fairness, Biden critic Benny Johnson as yeah, the president right. is trying to talk with a small child. The kid's not having it. <laughs> it's the exhausted, exhausted kids and you got strange guy talking to you. Somebody woke that kid up at 5 a.m., right? They right. went through all the security stuff and standing around all day. That kid doesn't know anything. Just, I'm miserable. They got to, got to get a, a couple of pieces of candy. It seems like all the people that go to this event are like VIPs of some sort. Like Mayor Cavalier Johnson, his family was there. We got the invite. Yeah, a lot of lawmakers. A lot of lawmakers. There with Sometimes their even media, off day, me, you know, media who aren't working the event. I've seen them there with kids. ABC's Karen Travers was there, but she was working. Yeah, she's been there she's before like, with her kiddos. She's got yeah, a couple she? of young twins, I know. And apparently the president also told Al Roker of the Today Show that he's for sure running again. He said, we're not, I'm running, <laughs> but I'm not announcing it. Right. <laughs> and so there was that. I love how that, that gets Not going to tell anybody, but, you know, just between you, me, and, you know, how many millions of people that are watching right. this. It's the dance we dance, because I haven't officially announced, because that kicks off certain fundraising restrictions, But et cetera, he said et it differently this time, right? Yeah. He, he, wasn't, he didn't say he's planning, but he says he intends to run for re-election. There's a different word choice. So that's all the news from this year's Easter Egg Roll. At 541, all this week we're going to be giving away tickets to send you to Milwaukee Repertory's theater production of God of Carnage. It opens this week at the Rep. I try to move this around because I know people listen to different day parts, so it's your turn here, early crowd. God of Carnage opening this week. God of Carnage is a play that is set in Brooklyn with two sets of parents that are that are meeting to discuss an injury that's happened to one of their children and it's caused by the other, uh, the other couple's child. In the course of uh, espresso, and clafuti and a lots of alcohol. Uh, it starts off as a civil conversation that turns into um, kind of a big battle royale where the masks come off and the id comes out. That's the uh, director of the show, Ryan Quinn. It's a comedy, Tony Award-winning play. Parents talk about an issue between their children. Seems highly relatable to a lot of families here. You know, something happens between the kids, and a lot of folks have had that. You start the conversation in your house. Your kid comes home spinning a story. Well, this kid did this to me, and it was outrageous. And you're like, that actually is outrageous, but I'm not sure if that's exactly what happened. (laughs) Is it how you remember that? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Hmm. And then, like, maybe you don't know the parents, so then... Do we call the other parents? Have you ever run into that? I have not run into that. We've had the conversation of, do we... Yeah, Should do we, we call, but we, we don't address this in some fashion. And especially if you don't know them, what you don't want to come off as is you're that parent. Your kid did this to my like. <laughs> right. Sometimes you're just on a fact finding mission, right? And you hope that the parents on the other side are kind of like you, right? Just hey, look, kids do dumb stuff. Let's see if we can work this out. Doesn't matter who did what. Just yeah, yeah. Let's figure it out so it doesn't happen again. So that's kind of the fabric of this show. And. Again, it's a comedy, so people have fun with it. The show is called God of Carnage. It opens this weekend at Milwaukee Repertory Theater. Two tickets for caller number five. Some seating and show restrictions do apply. Two tickets for God of Carnage. Caller number five on the WTMJ Talk and Text Line, which is 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. Give a call to Greg Pancake Kill, producer of the program in the back, and he's going to give away a pair this morning. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. QB watch in the NFL continues, and one day, maybe one day, we can stop 
talking about it, but for now, the beat must go on. So there's not a deal done. I just, I think both sides know that it's probably going to happen. It's just figuring out the right price, figuring out the numbers. And it's, you know, when you talk about draft picks, and I believe, unless I'm crazy, but I believe this would only involve draft picks, you could basically agree on a value and then figure out the different picks to go back and forth to get to that value. Um, And so, you know, I think both sides know that at some point they will get there. There's just no reason for either to give in yet because nothing has happened and they don't have to. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport on the latest updates surrounding the potential trade for Packers four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers to New York. The stalemate between the two teams goes on, and with the NFL draft less than three weeks away, the pressure to conduct a trade could be mounting if some have labeled as a true possible deadline for a trade. Over to the Diamond, where the Milwaukee Brewers began their three-city, ten-game road trip out west in Arizona and, well, forgot to pack their bats, apparently. 2-2 to Anderson. Strike three called. Cutter right at the knees. And that is strikeout number seven in four scoreless innings for Zach Gallon. He's looking like that pitcher in August and September from last year. Gallon, after struggling in his first two starts for the Diamondbacks, he shut down the Brewers, going seven strong innings and allowing no runs on only three hits. On the other side, though, Wade Miley got the start for the Brewers, and he looked pretty good. He worked five innings and allowed only three earned runs, two of which came on a two-run home run in the fifth. The Brewers will look back to get in the win column today with former Cy Young winner Corbin Burns on the mound. First pitch is set for 840. You can tune into full coverage right here on WTMJ, of course, home of your Milwaukee Brewers, beginning at 805. And over to College Hoops, where the UWM Panthers have dismissed sophomore guard Justin Thomas from their program on Monday. Head coach Bart Lundy meeting with some media on Monday afternoon, citing a violation of team rules. Thomas was instrumental in helping the Panthers win 22 games this season, playing the second most minutes on the team. Following Thomas's dismissal, the Panthers now have three available scholarships. Coming up, imagine you're headed to college and college is closed. That story next on Wisconsin's Morning News. And I know this story is going to speak to a lot of families. I mean, we're going through the whole college search right now. I got a college senior right now. It's really super stre- or a high school senior right now. Stressful times. You want your kid to get into this school, and then there's the financial aid, and there's all the stuff, and then a lot of stuff to be anxious about. Right, even whether or not you're going to major in the right major, what are you going to do for a career, all that stuff floating in your head. Well, what if your school is shutting down? Cardinal Stritch University, after more than 85 years, closing its doors at the end of the semester. So right now I'm like, I don't even know what am I going to do. Like, I don't even know what's going to be in my future. Like, we're like, is this this really happening? Like, are they going to just tell us that it's all a joke or something? As a student talking to TMJ4 News, like... What do you do? I mean, think about that. Like, and it's late. It's late in the year. You got to start scrambling now to figure out where you're going to go next year. Here's where this came about. President Dan Scholes posted a video saying, look, the, the time is here. We are all devastated by this development. But after examining all options, this decision was necessary. Financial, obviously, is the big thing. So you have a declining enrollment. They had, according to the Journal Sentinel, about 2,400 enrolled in 2018. 
That dropped to 1,400 by the fall of 2021. The pandemic, of course, playing a role as it continued to go further from there. The fiscal realities, downward enrollment trends, the pandemic, the need for more resources, and the mounting operational and facility challenges presented a no-win situation. The thing about it, if you're if you're in the, some of the athletics at Stritch, like where do you go from there? If you're just scrambling to find out where you want to finish your your career, if you work there, just knowing that on May 22nd, the doors will shut. That's last, that. Yeah, commencement is the 21st on the 22nd. Done. Well, and think of the incoming class, how large that was supposed to be, right? I mean, we're so you were committed to going to stretch. Right. You had that all figured out, and now it's mid-April. So to have to pivot now and try to get in somewhere else, go through that whole process again, it's exhausting. I've always wondered, um, because I always felt like we had a lot. Maybe we don't. I haven't done the comps. But of how many like of these smaller institutions that we've had, we have there, there are a lot in this era. I mean, we have Carroll... What, Alverno, Concordia. Right next door, Concordia, right? Mount Mary. Sure, that's I mean, you got one. some of the UWs, UW-Waukesha. You got some of those UW extensions. You got MSOE. Right, a robust tech system A lot as of well. tech schools. You know, I mean, this is... Just yesterday, you had the, the story about nationwide undergraduate enrollment down some 2 million. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of things at play here. You have, you know, people are having smaller families... So you're going to have smaller class sizes, and for the smaller institutions, they're going to have to figure it out. I mean, when you're talking about a university that has only 1,400 students right? total. If that, right, there are high, point. high schools larger than that here in Wisconsin. So you look at that and all the infrastructure that's necessary to keep that up, that campus. He talked about the buildings and, and all that. And then when you start to spiral down, it's really hard to get out of it because today's college students are demanding more and more. I know mm. we're shopping around for school. You want the tip-top facilities. You want the kids want coffee shops and all the dorms well, and all this other stuff. So, but have you ever thought of when you're looking for your kid's school and helping her make a decision that you're like, oh, I got to make sure that the school's still going to be around? Right, right. That's like, not something you've considered. Right, but now you have to. Right. I mean, if if we see enrollment dropping across the country, that's something that's at play at least in some schools. Not every school, obviously. I mean, UW isn't going anywhere. Um, so what about but some the, of the extensions are, yeah, you're right. Right. What just happened in uh, Washington County? Didn't they just do a consolidation of some kind? They're talking about merging the UW, like the UW extension that's in Washington County that is now affiliated with UWM. Okay. And also there is it Moraine Park technical is the, the tech school system there. There's a group in Washington County that is recommending that those schools merge that essentially the tech school program absorbs that uw extension that's not necessarily going to happen none of the decisions that they've made are binding but there again they're okay. talking about very low class sizes and should we try be trying to sustain two separate higher education institutions here or should we try to start consolidating resources so what do you do with the cardinal stretch campus and what does this mean for fox point well the village manager in an email to the Journal Sentinel, sounded optimistic <laughs> that they'd figure something out. While losing an institution with this much history is tinged with sadness, it does give Fox Point and Glendale the opportunity to work with current or subsequent property owners to facilitate another use, which may more highly benefit the community, he wrote. Well, in, in this much, and you don't want to lose an institution like that, and I don't know that anyone there is cheering for it, but colleges and universities, these are nonprofits. 
this is an opportunity for them to put it on the tax rolls and put it under private ownership and then uh, pri- private ownership that can be taxed. Sure. And that could alter the landscape a bit. So there. are you thinking just condos? Like, what do you do you in that spot? Two words, condos. Got to save some of those old buildings, though, right? Somebody's going to say, we should turn it into a park. Yeah, parks a, big, nice. a big dog park, right? I like dog parks. <laughs> you laugh. That proposal is going to be I, out there. I like today. parks. Right? What's wrong Giant with that? Giant dog park. I'm not, I'm, I'm not joking. I, I'm fighting for it.